Get to Annapolis Center. Do you have any test operations restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Aries 31. Continue to sign at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra right, and really moving. They're right by us right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. But first, let's introduce everybody to the members of the gang. Girls, get ready. Sit yourself down. Fans, misters, big box of Kleenex, extra big box of wipes. Because the very famous Juan Juan is here. You betcha, ladies and gentlemen. Mac, how are you? It's a pleasure to be here as always. I'm really pumped up for the I show. I hesitated tonight. there for a moment because I was gonna I was gonna like try to work the word Ouija in there, like had a squeegee, I mean. Squeegee. Squeegee Ouija. Right? Big box of Kleenex, big box of wipes, and a squeegee. <laughs> Now we're really getting uh, uh, elaborate. Yeah, right. Okay. That's how I felt, too. Okay. All right, everything okay with you? Everything's fine, yeah. Uh, having fun with the cute little dog. Did that shirt? Oh, yeah. Did that the, shirt come to the top of the pile again? It did. I week? did the laundry so this morning. It's a weekly cycle, yes. I, it did. <laughs> I might change it to something else you were saying, halfway. It really? At midtime? At, at, yeah. yeah, at halftime? Yeah, I could. We were talking about your. Uh, you look like a Greek sailor last week, and now you've... You're back looking like a green. You know, I had two of those black sailor caps with the, with the, the braided uh, yes. rope like, and I can't find them. I think I threw them up because they were when I bought them, they were too small for me anyway, and they hurt my head. Yes, but it would have yes. been kind of cool just for. They hurt your head, okay. Just for now, I guess I tossed them. Yeah, they gave me the salvation. I know just. The, I know exactly what kind of. I hate it. Kind when, of uh, Greek fisherman hat. Right? Yeah. Yep, it's kind of cool. I guess you should get another one. Speaking of Greek fishermen. Speaking of Greek fishermen. Middle-aged milfs, no cocoa tonight. He's out there uh, protecting our country. So I believe he'll be on next week. So if you can wait another week. You think he only uh, has appeal to mi- middle-aged do. milfs? Come on, he has uh, yes. he has universal appeal. That guy, he's crazy. No, he's crazy popular. You don't read the same reports. You don't read the guess, same reports I do. No, I guess I'm not reading the fan mail like you're reading. Oh well, there's a good reason because we're going to be. Uh, reading some of the female in oh, a few are? minutes, but first, let me introduce wow. before, Live on the air? before he gets pouty on the air. Uh, uh, national correspondence, which played Steve Ward, Switchy. Great to be uh-huh. here tonight. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, I know. Let me just introduce everyone else. Okay, hold on. Also here with us is uh, Willie Club, uh, our uh, security chief and the adult in the room. Willie, how you doing? Well, I'm, I've lost my breath here looking yes. at the, uh, the new have. Switch. I, I love that. Uh, <laughs> That new uh, hairstyle. I can't call that thing a, a rug, boy. That's that's, that's unique. It. Looks that's like a the, rug and drapes. It's like well, the lead singer for Led Zeppelin. Our favorite good witch up there in uh, upstate New York. 
Raven, how are you doing tonight, Raven? Hello, my friends. Wow. I just drooled laughing at Switch. Yes. <laughs> it all just, just came out. <laughs> let's quickly just get back to the Switch situation. Now, one, once again, we need to be a TV show. Because, uh, you know, we've talked to Switch in the past that, you know, he might have a little bit of a hair system going on. We don't know. It's a big mystery. But now he's gone off the deep end here. <laughs> he, 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 wow. How can we get this on YouTube? <laughs> well, look, here, here's the deal. Okay. I've also got, I've got a ripped shirt over here. Yes. I, I've got, a, I've got a new gig. Uh, I'm posing for uh, paperback covers, you know, okay. a little extra income. Mm, because, yes. You know, Mac Maloney's checks, no, no offense, Mac, they're a little slow coming in. But slow. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> I don't know the name of the series, but I do have the title of the first paperback. Go ahead. Desire under the dwarf maples. All right, we yeah we we talked about that last week. Is that something? What's that? Something from your childhood? No, it's just uh, see, the, the only thing is they said that uh, they might have to use CGI to tone down my muscles because oh, they, oh, yeah, the okay. way they are, they look a little bit too unrealistic. That's a problem. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we should just tell everyone that as I'm trying to have this conversation with Switch, he has like a Farrah Fawcett head. <laughs> well, would you say that? Is that a is that a middle? I don't know. No. I thought no. I thought he looked that like that's not Farrah Fawcett. That's not Farrah. What is that? That's the anyway? lead singer of a hair band right now. That's what it is. Like. That what it is? Okay. Yeah. 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 It's a mix between that or maybe like Brandine down yeah. at like the trailer park. Okay. All right. It yep. looks like gorilla hair or something. It's really. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, that's why it costs so much. <laughs> One gorilla hair. Yeah. Well. Okay. It looks Switch like the lead singer of uh, Journey. That's what it looks like. So listen. How much would it? How much would it take for us to pay you to go down to the corner store, buy your ring dings and your uh, yoga down there wearing the wearing the wig? Fifty bucks. You, you, they don't make bills with that denomination. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. How about how about uh, how about ten thousand dollars? Would you do it for that? Well, if I could have half up front, okay, and see, I would guarantee that see. I would uh, I would fulfill the uh, conditions uh, of the uh, of the money, and then I would get the other half. See, he, he has a price. Wow. Now it's just a question of negotiation. But in All right. small bills. Switch. Wow. Wow. Okay. He's, he, I'm sorry, folks. He looks like he's really going off the deep end, but <laughs> thank you very much. It's for a good, I actually like the, the look. It's a good look for him. Yeah. It works. It, it, I'm not saying it's a bad look. Yeah, it it's works. just a different look. <laughs> okay, well. it, it only cost me 15 bucks 15 bucks okay. it, it, free shipping from amazon they <laughs> bill it to the show okay? really that's fantastic oh, <laughs> is there anything you can't get from amazon okay, well. that's what i want to know no no there no. isn't anything anything you want uh okay let me just go back up to raven here for a second okay do you have a new hair dude did you get your hair cut or something yeah, so I actually joined Switchy's hair system. Really, um, Mr. Randy? Regime. Yeah, yes. so um, they provided me with um, a really great wig. And <laughs> um, the nice thing is it fits over my existing mop yeah. that I had. <laughs> and I can okay. still tie it up, and it's Got fine. Bun. Got the bun. Yeah, bun okay. and everything. Yeah. So did you get your hair cut or no? Or is it just yeah, me? Did. You did. Okay. Yeah, no, I got, I, got like, I got like four or five inches cut off. Okay. It was beyond, beyond wow. time. Okay, well, it looks good, folks. Take it from me. It looks better than Switch. Sorry to say. Well, that's not saying much. Okay, there he is. He's, no, okay. Wow. Ooh. I'm, I'm just looking forward to that first uh, first yeah, okay. half payment. Okay. All right. Hey, listen. <laughs> you don't talk to your agent, then you can talk to our agent. A lot of Amazon with that. Coming up, yeah. You buy a lot of wigs. Um, anyway, uh, coming up later on, we're going to be talking to our good friend, Paul Eno. Hey, he's introduced Your club clothes. or what? Excuse me? Did you introduce club? Oh, yes, I introduced club. You did? Yeah, yeah. 
Thank you, Juan, for uh, for thinking of me. But yeah, he did. But, but why you've got me? I have a quick question about that. Juan. Go ahead. You know, Go Mac. Yes. Every week when you talk about Juan and you tell the ladies to get you know, their Kleenex ready, yes, a box of wipes. I always want to ask you, wh- what box of wipes? What kind of wipes should they get? What kind of wipes there, Juan? Juan, would you uh, want your fans to get? Uh, <laughs> Heavy duty, I'm sure, right? <laughs> the ones that uh, are they flushable? Flushable wipes, something that something that yeah, you, you like use them to wash your car as well. Something that doesn't sting, something that will cool, cool you down. <laughs> All right. Something that doesn't and for, sting, and something yep. that's for external use only. Wow! Thank you, Club. All right, <laughs> for external use only. Okay. Well, I'm glad you clarified it. <laughs> yes. He's the one who gets the fail on his mother. Now I so, got yeah, I uh, got Paul my own Ingram, wipes yeah. right here. I got a sample wipes here. There's, these are. Uh, wet ones, but they're antibacterial <laughs> wipes. You don't need that. But they're no one's going to be using a, a wet ones. No uh, one's going to be using on... a wet one. No, no. Raven's the, they'll already, be, no. They'll oh already be wet. Is that what you're suggesting? Hey, all right. Listen, let's. We got okay, to do it. two hours on the dot. We get some dry ones then. Okay. Dry ones. There you go. <laughs> Come on, marketing. Screaming. Okay. So listen. Oh, you brought uh, it up. I don't know. In the last, in the last, uh, Paulino will be joining us uh, later on. Um, I hope so. Researcher and, uh, he's got to save the show here somewhere. He's actually in the priesthood. And he's been uh, talking a lot about, uh, he's telling me that a lot of people have been asking him lately about the connection between the afterlife and the paranormal. Mm-hmm. So um, that's going to be interesting. Uh, we're also uh, coming up later on, uh, Club and Raven are going to be talking to us about Marian apparitions. We were talking about this off here, and that's basically when, um, you know, to the Catholic faith, She's known as the Blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ. And she has appeared to people over the years, um, not just individuals either. Like at one point in Fatima, thousands of people saw her. So we're going to talk about that tonight. I always uh, have an interest in it because if you take the religion out of it, you have to say, what's really going on here? So that's coming up later, Marian apparitions. And I think we're going to be talking also about Mothman and so on. But um, we uh, had the pleasure of running a... um, Contest uh, within the last few weeks. It was the World War II Trivia Contest, Part 2. We had four winners, and as it turns out, um, the winners uh, got their uh, prizes from Winning Moves, Game Boy Company, winningmoves.com. They do all the kind of cool games that you can remember from kid, from when you were a kid, like um, Streets and Ladders, uh, Clue, um, Risk. They do different kinds of Monopoly games. They uh, market the Rubik's Cube, that kind of stuff, winning moves. And uh, so we were able to give away uh, four prizes, three runner-ups, and also the grand prize was Risk in Europe, a limited edition of Risk in Europe, which is very cool. But anyway, as it turns out, um, two of our four winners were uh, from uh, offshore, as they say. One was from England. One was from Germany. And uh, all four people wrote us fan letters. So we thought that... uh, Club is here. He's going to reach into the fan mailbag and uh, read these uh, letters that we got from our, uh, from the winners and also, I think, a couple others in there. So, Club, I'll turn it over to you. We'll put a little music, a little fan mail music. And it's uh, over to you there, Clubby. What kind of music are you putting on? Oh, like cooking music. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> It'll be appropriate. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. All right, Mac. I can well, hear anyways, it We've got some good uh, recent responses to those uh, wonderful prizes that were won. The first one is from Allison Spinelli. She's over in Simsbury, Connecticut. I, I happen to know that area. It's off 202. There's uh, 
nice money town there. But uh, anyways, uh, she uh, does say, hi, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel so special. I'm so glad I want a copy of Clue. I love you guys. Your show is truly a highlight of my week, exclamation point. How about that? Wow, I yeah, love I that. We should, yeah. One week clap, one week. Yeah. One Doesn't get better than that. I'm going to tell you a quick backstory about our friend. I'm going to tell you a quick backstory about our friend Allison, okay? Okay. Are you ready, Juan? I'm ready. Um, she has visited New Report. We have to be obscure here. And has visited a bar room that we've mentioned on the air looking for us. No kidding, really? And we weren't there. Oh, man. Yes. Yep. Anyway, so uh, Allison Spinelli of Connecticut won uh, Clue. Uh, the cool clue. It's a real uh, Generation X clue game. Mm -hmm. She was one of our runner-ups. Go ahead, Willie, please. Yeah, our next uh, letter is from uh, Deutschland, from Vic Gaines in Zuish, Germany. Germany. Germany, yeah. Uh -huh. uh, hey, Mac. It's Vic Gaines from Germany. Thanks for giving me a chance to win the uh, clue game. Also, I was thinking if you could do a top 10 list for one one, and that would be the top 10 cameo messages one okay. one can do. Now, yeah, cameo is, we've talked about cameo now, and I can see Raven laughing. Cameo is this thing where you can go on to cameo.com, I think, and celebrities will send you, will do for you a personalized kind of like video. Oh, I heard about that. That yeah. lasts about 10 seconds. Yep. Right, because we talked about it last week, and uh, you know, and and for instance, Ed Bagley Jr. will do it for four hundred bucks. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, our friend Vic the Wop will do it for forty bucks. Okay. Mm. It depends on you know where on the food chain you are. Yeah. So now, while uh, good friend Vic Gaines in uh, in Germany, suggesting that uh, these are ways that um, one one could appear on Cameo and make probably make some bucks. How's that club? Is that about right? Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I, okay. I was on there looking to see if I could get someone, but the people I wanted were too expensive. Uh, so back to Vic's letter. Okay, well, Vic goes on here, and he uh, does say that he thinks uh, the number 10 could just be uh, one one saying, hi, like he does at the start of the show, and then the person's name, and then bye-bye. For five bucks. Five bucks. You know, <laughs> all you have to do is just go hi and bye, hi Mary and bye bye. Five bucks. Okay, go ahead. Well, he's got another suggestion too about the uh, number seven, that he says hi, then drinks a whole chocolate martini, and you get mm. fifteen bucks for that. The, fifteen there you go. bucks. That'd be good. I mean, this is easy money. Yeah, this is a no brainer. It, the martini will like cost it. fifteen bucks, but go ahead. That's trickle-down oh. economics. Yeah, he's got another one here. That number six could be that he says hi, then makes a chocolate martini and has to drink it for $25. <laughs> now, now you're talking. Okay. One, you win? Yeah. You is, win this, one. is this my second martini now or what? Okay. I'm in. Yes, you're into your second and third. Yeah, okay, go ahead. That and my fans-only website, I'm going to be in business. These are all absolutely true, by the way. This is uh, there's no Mac involvement in this. Go ahead. I get it. 
the next one is probably going to be a challenge for his neighbors. But uh, number five could be that he says hi and then pisses in his driveway for $35. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Exclamation point. Now, he's a fan because he said that bumper about you pissing in your driveway <laughs> during the Bruins game. <laughs> okay. He's ready any time for your memoirs, one Okay. And again, I that was uh, Vic Gaines from uh, Germany. Okay. A lot Vic. of deep thought going on over there. I know. There. Vic's got me figured out. This is really good. I think he's a bro. I think i got to go over there and meet him. Maybe when okay. I go over, oh, if I ever go over to the UK and see the kids, okay. uh, hop on the train and uh, go to Germany. Okay. Take the boat first, then get on the train. Okay? Yeah, that's true. The next one here is from Rob Hilton. Again, uh, a European uh, fan. He's from Hull, UK. Oh. Yeah. Okay, let's give him a hand, please. Well, you might want, want to give him a hand when, he's, when I'm finished. But okay. Now, hi, Mac and gang. I heard the show last night, Cops and UFOs, and I heard that the delightful Raven pulled my name out of the hacked fishbowl <laughs> to win the star prize of Risk in Europe. Wow. What a great prize. But could you sweeten the prize up a bit by including a 50% off voucher at Denny's Diner? <laughs> and can't I get a discount for the hair system that Switchblade Steve uses? <laughs> it sounds great. <laughs> Does he have a range of syrups in different hair lengths so that you can make it look like your hair is growing naturally? Each week, that's what I said. You need syrups. Go ahead. And also, can you confirm if Mac is the voice stunt double of Mandy Patinkin from the HBO TV series Homeland? Now hold on. Let's stop right there. It sounds like him. Really, me? That guy. He's he's from the he's from the Bronx, man. Yeah, I don't hear it, but maybe he's in the UK, right? Yeah, so maybe, so they, they hear, oh, maybe. They sound different to them. Yeah. Right? Okay, that's right. Okay. New, yeah, New York and Boston could be the same. He's forgiven. Go ahead. And uh, he finishes up by saying, "Any chance of a photo of Teddy, Coco Ballless Hoss?" <laughs> <laughs> also, send my regards to Raven. Any chance of a bun photo? Oh. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Fans Everyone over in wants the bun. Everyone wants the bun. There you go. That's the T-shirt. Oh, that was my nickname in high school. I still have to Everyone show you that in my yearbook. <laughs> okay. One, one, was it name? the bun or was, was it just bun? It was it's bun. It makes it different. It was quote. It was quote the bun unquote. It was Juan Bun Paredes. <laughs> First name, last name. <laughs> why did they call you Bun? Why yeah, why? You, it's a long you story. Hot dog bun? It's it's, uh, it's a long it, story. This is going to be oh, an adult-only uh, <laughs> segment. Okay, uh, we better move on. Yeah, let's move on. We'll, we'll talk about some other time. Okay, all right. Please, club. All right, well, next uh, mail is from a super fan, Mike Smith. Uh, somewhere in the USA, he doesn't want to give up his location, so that's fine. Uh, he says, Dear Mac, I'm a huge fan of yours, personally. And I'd like to uh, I'd send you fan mail, but I'm not buying sex toys to compete with Wani's fans. <laughs> I can send you some baked goods that could get you baked, however. Yes. That'd be good. Yeah. Mike's kind of fan. Tried that peanut butter whiskey screwball 
It was called Good Stuff, Good Segment, Would Be Mischief with Mac, and it would consist of pranks on the panel and letting people know how you feel about people who piss you off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you could have fun with it if you were just going to rant about folks or things that piss you off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Call it Malice with Mac. Malice with Mac. <laughs> and he's What's got a PS here, Mac. Okay. The thing with club and switch is getting silly. I want to see U-boat Captain Ward VS. <laughs> versus. Reincarnation. Yeah, versus. I enthusiast. And, Reincarnation Enthusiast Club. The catch is, to win, they have to share 50% of the other guy's head. Oh, okay. You know, this. <laughs> I can tell that the superfan probably is a little sensitive. I suspect he may wear a, uh, a rug himself. That system. He has a system. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, there you go. You get this. So tonight already, uh, Switchy, you get an offer for ten grand, and offer it to some kind of a bet where, if you win, you can shave off half of Club Snare. What do you think, no Switch? Deal, I think. He's thinking about it. He's loving it. Oh. I, can, I can tell by he's the not, expression on his face. He's not. Is he saying he can't hear us or something? Because he seems to be typing to us. What's that? Oh, yes. oh there you go. Okay. I'm now. sorry. I, I, I will confess. I have been. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't confess what I've been doing here. But yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Should not I like that guy on CNN, is it? Oh, Jeffrey Tubin. He's yeah. back on, by the way. <laughs> is he no. really? Yeah. No. Did they put him back really? on? I thought they yeah. reinstated him. Yeah, and they but this time he gets a, when he's on, they show his whole body. Oh, wow! Well, I don't know. These days you can violate the penal code and they'll just they'll give we've, you a raise. Uh, yeah, True. we've heard get it to give you a raise. Sorry. We've heard that joke before. Okay, so go on, please, club. All right. Well, wait a minute. I lost my place after that. That was a big laugh. All right, now um, saving the best for last, I think here. Hi, Mac and gang. And uh, oh, I do want to say this is from uh, Susan Coppola. Right? Uh, Kalp, Kalpilla, it's pronounced. Susan Kalpilla. Kalp, Kalpilla. And she's down in North Carolina at Stoneville. But she's formerly from Woburn, Massachusetts. Oh, oh really? wow. Good bring Yeah. yeah. yeah Woburn. Yay. All right. Hi, Mac and the gang. I was so excited when I heard Raven say my name as a runner up to win the clue game. Also, I have something I would like to send you. If there's a mailing address you could give me to send a small token of affection appreciation. Yes. Now that one, Mac, I don't know. We, we get a lot of these things and uh, I'll, I'll take that one directly. First, I'll take it directly, Club. Don't one. Okay, go ahead. Now, as far as you mentioning Juan Juan mm -hmm. and how the lady swooned for him, right? you, Mac, are by far the better looking of them all. Oh. I love Sorry. the rapport you all share and truly look forward to each podcast. I'm honored to have won a prize and wanted just to thank you and your posse for your hard work and just plain good listening. Warm regards from a true fan of the show. And again, that's uh, Susan Kalpila. Cal wow, that's I'm an excellent letter. Yeah. That's excellent. Thanks for everyone writing in. And believe me, those are right from the fans. Didn't have to sweeten them up at all. No, you didn't. Listen, we got about, no we got edits, about two more no, minutes to go in this segment. So we, I'm sorry, go ahead, one. No, no edits, no messing around. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear that we have female fans that aren't, um, you know, 
that that get with that get with the humor and the the picky. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that aren't uh, contacting their so lo- anyway, lawyers about the content. <laughs> we got two minutes to go. We got to go to this before where we forget it. switching. Biggest yes. part of the show. Biggest skew. Now you're running around in a blonde wig, so we're hoping for something really good. What did you have for breakfast this morning? For breakfast this morning, I had fried steak with gravy. Whoa. Two eggs over easy with hash browns. Nice. A tall orange juice, a tall glass of water, black coffee, and white toast. Hmm. White toast. White toast. Wonder why you wear a rug. Wow. <laughs> What's Just up with the white home. toast? Yeah, you put now, butter on I, that at least. I requested a, you know, what do, what do they call? It? Not a doggy bag, but you know those little things you put your your uh, additional food in. Yeah, yeah. I requested one right away because I knew I wasn't going to try and chow all that down because I would just feel, you know, if you, if you eat just the right amount, yes. it's great. Yeah. Yes, so I cut true. the steak in half, mm-hmm. and yes. I took half the hash browns and yes. I put them in that that thing, and it was the, the breakfast was just about perfect. Then, hmm. okay, excellent. So I feed? took that home and I had that for dinner. I oh, had it for dinner. I thought you were going to say you gave it to your dead dog. It comes over and mooches food off of you all the time. No? No, but I did. Uh, when I visited him today, I took him for a walk. I see. And uh, I brought him a, a slice of uh, of uh, salami. Salami? <laughs> salami. Well, I, 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 go to the, I go to the grocery store and I get the uh, Bedelli meat sometimes. Go ahead. You know, with, with the cheese and all that stuff. Sure. And so he, he when I come over there, I know he's looking for food. He knows, you know, there's something. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll bring over like a a hamburger or whatever and give them a little piece or whatever. Yes. So he's always, you know, dogs are always thinking maybe there will be food. See, I said that two weeks ago That's and right. Raven let me have it. Do you remember that, Raven? You said, I no, didn't there's love let involved. You have it. Said, there is love involved, but I don't think but, you put it that way exactly. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. And I mean, of course, if they're used to seeing somebody and they're used to getting food, then sure. But I, I think that the dog still enjoys Switchy's company. You think so? You know? okay. Even if you don't have but food. But that dog, that dog is going to have the toots. Let me tell you. Well, there you go. That's right. <laughs> we get scotch salami and c- clear the room. Wow. That's an ancient uh, Italian word. Go ahead. Uh, so Switchy, so wow, huh? So you had breakfast and dinner all in one. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, right. Was that Denny's? Did you go to Denny's? Yes. And how's the waitress? How about the waitress whose name you don't know, but who was paying attention to you? Well, they, they all pay attention to you. They all—they're all—they're very good over there. A lot of yes. ladies have been there a long time, yes. which indicates that they're—they're they're taken care of there. They're—they're they're, uh, paid well, probably. Okay. And uh, it was—it uh, was Michelle that waited on me today. Okay, Michelle. Okay, let uh, me put that down. Yep. Okay. Uh, all right. You, you think she has about a... the tip? Yeah. What's we're getting to that? Please. How much? How much was the bill? I'm going to say. I think it was about uh, 16 bucks with my military discount. 16 bucks? Holy cow. <laughs> hey, gravy ain't cheap. Buddy. No, gravy ain't cheap. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and so please tell us how much you leave. 10 bucks. Oh, yeah. There see, you go. now? Nice. That's good. One, one. That's good. Have, I've taught him just like I've taught you, Grasshopper. No, wait a minute. Taught me. Come on. Come on. <laughs> you like, were leaving two bucks. I wasn't leaving. <laughs> on a month ago. Bucks. You were leaving two bucks on, on 12 bucks. No, he was leaving Let's three go back bucks. And he was doing the math. Twenty percent. I tip at the Wait. donut shop. You know, I, I when when I see people doing jobs that I wouldn't really want to do, you yes. know, and I see a tip up there, I put money in. Really, Raven, Raven's got something to say. Job that That's I would not crazy about doing. <laughs> yes. All right. Good. Okay. Where's my tip, John? No switchy. Listen. Well, you wore um, a wig to Denny's and just pretended like everything was normal. Just yeah. walk in with your wig on how and much? just see see if they treat you any different. 
<laughs> and then if they mention it, just be like, I don't know what you're talking about. These well, days, blend in with the other well, crowd. When I wore there this morning, they said, you know, you should pose for, for uh, paperback covers. Really? Yeah, they <laughs> put that they put that thought in your mind. See what yes. ten bucks can get you. <laughs> All right, Switch. Wow, what a day he had today. So listen, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a quick break now? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay with us. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hong's Hats, and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with the forward by the very famous One One. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Mac Maloney's Middle Tracks Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. Very quickly, the gang is here, girls. You've been for one. Very famous one. One is here. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a great time tonight. A great time is going to be had by all, as they say. There you go. Whoever said that. So said the Beatles. Hey, listen. Uh, okay, now the downside. I'm sorry, Mills, Gills, and Gigi Gills. <laughs> but Coco's not here tonight. Coco was protecting our country. He's on a secret mission, but he'll be back soon. However, earlier in the show, we did have a shout out to his uh, his Huss, his ballless Huss, Teddy. Remember that? Yeah. Shout out all the way from yeah. Germany. <laughs> Went to the archives if you want to pick up that. Uh, so anyway, um, so um, but uh, going up the totem pole uh, sideways, uh, national correspondent switchblade Steve Ward is here. Switchy. I know I'm having a good time tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've got a stake in you. <laughs> like, yeah, I like wow. that look. All right. Yeah, okay. Uh, Larry thinks he's seeing things. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the little beetle, kind of the beetle thing going in. Now, what is it? Oh, it's a little hey, bit hey, of a listen, fro. I got a perm. Like, it's okay if a dudes perm. get a perm. Okay, you know, all right. It's like a mop. Yeah, but well, it's a millennium. Most perms do. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. You look like one of the brothers, which would be kind of funny. Anyway, here's the, here's the, they're calling me now. Um Switchy, you're here tonight. You've had the steak and eggs for breakfast. The astronauts break some hash browns on the side. Yep. Okay. All right. Michelle was your waitress. Yes. And you were overtipped her like Uncle Max says to do, correct? Yes. I, I overtipped her like Uncle Max says. <laughs> okay. All right. Another grasshopper under my tutelage. <laughs> um, also, our security chief, Willie Club, is here. Willie. Hi, Mac. Hey, gang. It's great to be here tonight. Mm -hmm. Yep. You got a Red Sox hey, shirt on. You're jumping on the bandwagon. Is that the angle? Hey, first place. We love a winner. I know it. Hey, man. They're nuts. They're 
they're nuts. They were almost too hot not to cool, cool down. But uh, let's dispense with sports and get up to our favorite witch up there in upstate New York, Raven. Raven, how are you tonight? Hi, friends. I'm doing great. Thanks mm-hmm. for having me. Raven got her hair cut, everyone. Listeners should know. They want to keep up on things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got a haircut. You cut it the yourself, right? In play. The bun is intact. Intact, yeah. Bun ain't going anywhere. Okay, it's a permanent bun. Because we, permanent we, got bun. A, we got a request from Germany too for a, <clears throat> a picture of the bun, as it turns out. A photo of the yeah. bun. Yeah. I, we're going to trans- transition from feet pics to bun pics. Yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you hear that, Larry? You okay with that, Larry? The bun's not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, we have a special guest on with us tonight. I don't know why. We had to kill some time, but it's his birthday. And so it's it's Uncle Larry, who happens to be Raven's father. Really, let's clap. Uh, he really will pop. Happy <laughs> birthday. Happy birthday. So he's 75 today. Now, listen. you don't look, He doesn't look a day over he 74. He doesn't. really doesn't look. You don't look like you're in your 70s, Larry. You're, you're, you're pretty... Yeah, you're kind of in shape for someone who's in the later years. Yeah, spry, man. Spry is the word. Yes, you're right. Yeah, spry when you reach sounds. my age, you're spry. Huh? What? When you reach my age and you look good, you're spry. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So listen, we only have a few minutes here. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. Okay. And uh, I want to tell everyone and embarrass you that everyone who listens to the show loves Raven, your daughter Raven. Interesting that you gave her a radio personality's name at birth because it's really worked out. <laughs> and she, and she hardly looks 50, does she? No, she's you fine. Oh, you can't fool us there, brother. Yeah. <laughs> that isn't going to work on us. But listen, Larry, let me just ask you a few questions, okay? Yeah. If you don't mind. <clears throat> okay. True or false? You were once, uh, you worked for a major corporation, British corporation, if I remember right. But a major corporation, you were told by your boss to stop wearing cardigans so much to the office. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. And what did you do? I kept wearing cardigans to the oh. office. Okay. <laughs> Taking it to the man. Okay. Now, listen. How, how, how the story is always fascinated. Why would someone ask you to stop wearing cardigans? Because, you know, because you were bringing down the age skew of the office or something? You look too grandpa-ish? Um, well, he was an <laughs> Oh, okay. There you go, 1850s. Uh, he was, he was <laughs> pretending to look out for my career aspirations, yeah, okay. if I had any. Yes, go uh, ahead. And thinking that if I dated myself, then I wouldn't get anywhere in the company. But little okay. did he know that I didn't care about that. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and really nothing, no opinion that he had of me meant a thing to me. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, thanks for that. Dating yourself has two different meanings, but we won't get into that right now. But listen, so, but, but what was, I guess I should turn it around. What's your love for cardigans that you would risk your, you know, your job, your profession for it? Is it a fetish type thing? Do you want to not get into it? Here's the thing. Cardigans, and by the way, cardigans are totally in fashion now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, boy. So Yeah, in Alaska. Here's why I like cardigans. (laughs) So, so you know, you're you're you you wear a sweater. Why? Because you're cold. But then sometimes you you get too warm, and what yeah. do you have to do? You have to take the sweater off. Yes. And then you get cold again. You put the sweater back on, and wow. every time it mess it, it messes up my hair. And Your I hair. Can't Your have hair. That. So with the cardigan, you know, you're just on and off. 
uh, easily, easy because, because uh, you, don't have to, you don't have to pull it over your head. Or switch you can just switch. adjust the number of buttons you have faster. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How many cardigans do you have in your, in your closet? I have to ask. 35. 35. That I believe. All right. True or false? Mac once told you to take off your cardigan before we went into the coma bar room on Plum Island. Did Mac? Really? See, I, I don't recall that ever happening. Too I, drunk I to remember. Yeah. Wouldn't well, have done it, it if, if, if you'd asked. I have a picture of you wearing my jacket because I said, I'm not walking in there with you and your freaking cardigan. Wear this you know jacket. What? And one time I was sitting on your deck wearing a pink Genesee beer hat. That's true. And it, <laughs> and it, and it freaked you the hell out. Well, it freaked everyone out. wearing a pink hat. <laughs> it freaked everyone out, Frank. Yeah, I, 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 don't know, I don't know if everybody knows how big of a he turned 75 he just hits that old man yeah, yeah, curve yeah, get and that it's, thing. That's it's, my... it's just a nosedive right that's my, that's my third question that's my third question is how many times this week have you yelled hey get off my lawn only at my dog <laughs> okay all right last question now you have a cadillac right yes Okay, but you also have a an electric car. Yes. Right, isn't that hypocritical? No, not <laughs> at all. I I I I want I wanted to have a Cadillac since I was about ten years old. Go ahead. Uh, when when I learned that rich people and successful people have Cadillacs. So okay. And Elvis uh, Presley had a Cadillac. And Elvis and he, has one. Having become neither, uh, <laughs> by the time I was uh, say. In my mid fifties, I decided I'm going to buy an old Cadillac, yes, uh, just so I can say that I had one. So I bought I one. See. It's 21 years old uh -huh. right now, yep. uh, and my son-in-law has been driving it for um, uh, for for about six months. Okay, uh, and I'm just I, I am begging him to take it off my hands to register and insure the car to get it off my hands because yes. it's, it's been my expense. Ever well, since I bought it, although I haven't driven it in years. Okay, well, why would he do that if he's driving around in your dime now? You're, 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 you, you nailed it. He's yeah. the kid. <laughs> the kid's right. much he's too smart. smart. And okay. you know, why would he ever? Why would he ever agree to such a thing? Right. Right. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for saving all <laughs> for saving all your good material for a later appearance, Larry. <laughs> I don't get to talk about Home Depot. Yeah, okay. I want to hear the Home if Depot you, yeah, story quickly. If you Definitely. can do it quickly. Yes, yeah. Home Depot. So, Go so ahead, I went let's to hear Home it. Depot uh, this week. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> I, I, I couldn't, I was looking for, for lubricant spray. Oh, come I on. I couldn't oh. find it. Dear and I saw yes. two people walking down the, the aisle. Yes. Uh, store employees, and they you could tell they didn't have a clue between them. Yes. And uh, I said, Where are the lubricant? Oh. And uh, this, this, one of the employees, a middle aged woman, uh, woman said, Well, the caulk is down this aisle. <laughs> All right. Oh, she knew what she was me, doing. She knew what, what she was doing. Yes. Said, Why don't you tell me where the grounding rods are, or maybe oh, the two oh, by six, listen. What the, or oh, the furnace yeah. filters? So okay. I know that it's. They say it's hard to get get good help these days, or yes. any help at all. That's right. Yes. You know, I wasn't expecting you know, Bob Vila to walk up to me at Home Depot, but at what? least I thought maybe I'd find somebody who knew that what the word lubricant meant. But that's um, <laughs> I guess it's too much to ask these days. Uh huh. Okay. Wow. So I get a hold of you like about a half hour before we go on the air and you come with material. Is that what we're talking about here? Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know, money's come, worth with me, Mac. Jackie Mason yeah, just passed he away. Yeah, comes locked so. and loaded. Yeah, oh, I saw up. that. Jackie Mason yeah. just died. But you know, do you know who's who, who I share a birthday with? 
Uh, let's Norman, guess. Norman Lear. Oh, really? Norman Lear. Of all in the family. He's fantastic. Yeah. Today. You know, you look a little. Not, you need ninety nine. Uh, yeah. Wow. He's wow. ninety nine today. Yeah. Good for him, man. Jeez. Wow, man. Good living in Hollywood. You just need that uh, inverted sailor's hat, and you would kind of look a little Norman. <laughs> she always wears that. You know hat. who just turned fifty two? Fifty two. No. J Lo. Oh. And she's back with Ben Affleck. Wow, okay. No. Get out of and she town. has abs. Oh, no way. Yeah. She is. Wow. Yep. Is I know. She really? I said the same thing. Right, I need a drink now. Yeah, okay. We all do. Larry, thank you. And happy birthday, really, sincerely, from the bottom of our hearts. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Okay. And uh, now you're uh, a double drag on the social security system. Okay. All right. You got Medicaid A, B, C, and D. Now, correct? <laughs> I care. Probably G, too. Yeah, G. A G. Okay. Look into dental work, too. That's uh, Medicaid J. Thank you, Larry, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Next time, we'll talk about your pool proudness, okay? Great. Thanks for having me, Mac. All right. Yeah, stuck out in Las Vegas. He calls me once and goes, I'm in Vegas. I don't know what to do. I have to go <laughs> home. There's nothing to do out here. I said, who's paying the freight? Well, they gave me $500. But you know, call a counselor. Don't call me. I mean, like, how do you not figure out something to do in Las Vegas? With someone else's money. Yeah. You literally don't have to pay any of You can do whatever you wanted. There's so much to do. And that's, you know, didn't, didn't it seem bizarre to you, Larry, that you would you, you would have that, you know, fuffle? Uh, all, all, all the casinos, all the casinos banned me because I'm so good at counting cards. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, can I tell you, pal? They get you counting cards. They don't ban you. They bury you in the desert. Mm-hmm. But a whole lot of hooks. Could have gone but anyway, to a museum. That's Vegas. All right, so listen. I've seen... The Beatles' yeah. uh, "Love" or Celine Dion. Yeah, or Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, yeah. Cirque du Soleil. Could have done any, literally anything. Anything. Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam. I come with me. I drove out that club and saw Hoover Dam. Okay. It was great. I, I'll be glad to go out there. I'll pretend I'm you. I'll lose in the first round to go around and you, spend their money. That's that's what I said. <laughs> I said just send Mac. <laughs> He'll lose and then he has all day. I'll rip up the no top of the pool, snow. you know, the pool table with my stick. Anyway, thank you, Larry. Every match. All right, thank you. Thanks for uh, brightening uh, our evening. So uh, why don't we take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Middle Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Stay tuned, please. UFOs are found in Renaissance art, on ancient coins, and etched on cave walls. They're even reported in the Bible. But more surprising is when UFOs are seen the most in times of war. Through centuries, thousands of UFO sightings have been made by high-ranking officials, military pilots, and ordinary soldiers. Often, these fantastic appearances occur at the height of great battles. From World War I to D-Day to Korea, Vietnam, and beyond, military investigators are baffled. Why do UFO sightings spike so drastically during wartime? Could it be mistaken aircraft, or is someone, or something, looking in on us? In UFOs in wartime, what they didn't want you to know, Mac Maloney chronicles centuries of these incredible sightings and tries to solve the puzzle of why so many UFOs are seen while humanity is at war. Read about the scare ships, the ghost planes, and the ghost rockets, alien giants in the jungles of Vietnam, UFOs controlling our ICBM bases, dogfights with flying saucers during the Gulf War, and more. 300 pages of unbelievable stories, along with many startling photographs. That's UFOs in wartime, what they didn't want you to know by Mac Maloney. On sale at your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. 
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. But very quickly, let's hear from the posse. Girls, the very famous JJ is here. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. It's, uh, welcome to back to the show. If you've been here from the beginning, it's been hilarious, hasn't it? Right, Mac? Yeah, but cracking me up. I guess that's one word you could call it. <laughs> it's okay. cracking me up. <laughs> Highly censorable. It's, Might it's, be another term. It's another show that my wife but can't so, listen uh, to. So you're, you're Nikos. Yeah, okay, Nik- not, yeah, you should not listen to it, correct. Nikos, 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 Nikos the Nikos fisherman, yeah. I'm going to get you one of those hats. Uh, I had anyway, two of them. Okay, uh, we have to, it, my heart breaks every time I have to announce this, but Milf Gills and Gigi Gills. No Coco tonight. He's on a secret mission. Um, Switchblade Seed Ward, however, is in the house. One steak and a couple eggs and a bunch of hash browns into the day. Switchy. Great to be here tonight. Okay. Left a big tip today for Michelle. Yeah, and I'm going to be reimbursed, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, okay. Not for the tip. Anything for love there. Anything for love. Speaking about love, I love Lee. Oop, <laughs> Club is with us. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Page two. Okay. <laughs> Willie Club, our security uh, chief, is with us. Hi, Willie. Mac. Hi, folks. Thanks for Hello, having Club. me. It's when are you moving? Night. Y- you're moving soon, right? Moving the end of. Yeah. Okay. yeah. okay. For some reason, the NSA blurted that out. Do you need help moving? Uh, no, we're doing good, thanks. We've had okay. a month and a half to prepare, so. Hmm. Okay. A little off tonight. Show talk. Uh, all right. Uh, but getting to the beauty among the beasts is our favorite good witch raven up in upstate new york raven how are you hi my friend hi I'm raven fantastic. thank you for having me you look fantastic too new haircut thank you new haircut. I got a new haircut this is my yeah. new haircut it's yeah. a new do for the new you so so mm-hmm. what did you have i'm gonna say did you have like four or five inches cut off or something like that was even though i hate mm-hmm. to use that term really that. it was a whole cannoli I was like, I asked the girl, I said, I want, I need like a cannoli's length cut off. And she was like, cannoli, what's that? That's exactly what I was talking about. What, what do you say? A cannoli? What? You don't know? What is this? You're kidding me, right? No, we know what a cannoli is. is We've never heard it in measurement than hair before. Well, just because a cannoli is like about four inches, right? Well, they come in different sizes. I think so. Tell me when to stop. (laughs) He said. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's hold you know when they say "holy cannoli," it's bigger than four inches. We, have, we actually have a priest in the house, uh, someone who once was a priest, so we have to watch. Oh my! I'm burning in hell. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Why start now? So, good friend Paul Eno down there in Rhode Island. I'm assuming. Let's please. Hey, Paul. Give it up for Paul. Paul. Everybody, thanks, Mac. I have to correct you. Um, everybody thinks I used to be a priest. I used to be studying to be a priest. Studying to be a good sense not to ordain me. So Re- yes, okay. So it was their fault. Okay. So we're in good company then. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. That's good. That's, yeah. Yeah. How long were you in the seminary for? Uh, it was a good better part of ten years. Wow, ten Man, years. Back when you could enter the seminary at the age of fourteen, the minor seminary, so high school, college, and then. Uh, several years of graduate the- theological work, uh, the-, the first uh, eight years being in the Roman Catholic Seminary and the last two being in the Eastern Orthodox Seminary. So it was a rather unique experience. Wow. So I thought seminaries were like boot camp. You went for like two years and then you become a priest. So oh, is no. that the routine? Nope. nope. Well, no? not now uh, they encourage you to be, you know, a non-sort of monastic. They 
Uh, we'll send you to um, ordinary colleges with people of the contradictory gender. And, uh, you know, I think it's a far more healthy uh, experience. And the Orthodox seminary was much healthier because their priests are married. Yes. Uh, they're parish priests. And uh, there were female students and the faculty had families and kids. They had a lot healthier. Yes, right. Yes, yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, well, that's interesting. So, uh, while you were in the seminary for, for all that time, so is it? It's 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 like no, it's no uh, female companionship, correct? Well, in Roman Catholic seminary, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but in the Greek Orthodox, it's okay to have a girlfriend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're expected to. As a matter of fact, you know that was not on my. Ra- you know, I became Orthodox because I thought it was more original. You know, to the early Christian faith. Sure. And you know, in a lot of ways, it is. And, but uh, that wasn't even on my radar, the celibacy thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm halfway through my first semester at St. Vladimir's in New York. And they said, you know, uh, you know, all the other guys had girlfriends. And, and I said, well, I, I don't know. I didn't even think of that. And, and the first girl I ran into at my Orthodox parish was this devastating blonde. Mm-hmm. And because I had no, um, I, I was still 14 emotionally. Yes. It, it was like a pig's breakfast out of the whole thing. So uh, <laughs> five years later, we're still friends. But I mean, that, <laughs> still friends. Yeah, okay. Good yeah. for you. But eventually, I found, found a woman who had put up with me, and we've been married for 40 years. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Huh. Wow, fantastic. Wow. Well, wow. What a life you've had. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been boring. Hmm. So, so in, in, in involved in, in between all this, um, you uh, a uh, UFO radio broadcaster. I think that's a correct description, right? You've been on the radio for a long time. Uh, yeah, we've been, uh, we're our 14th year, uh, and we're, we're, um, pretty much, uh, you know, it's, it's a paranormal, uh, hodgepodge, you know, we deal with all, all paranormal events, uh, a lot of UFO stuff. We seem to be more welcome among the UFO community because, uh, for the, for the ghost people, we're bad for business. Like, you know, we really? question all their, their theories. So. Okay. You don't believe in ghosts? Oh, I believe in ghosts, but maybe not the same way they do. I don't think it has anything to do with dead people. I think it's far, far more interesting. Wow. Okay. So they're ghosts, but they're not dead people. Yeah. That, that's why you run it. By the end of the 1970s, I was running into ghosts of people who hadn't died yet. And <laughs> people were seeing ghosts of themselves. Yes. People who were seeing uh, whole villages one day and the villages were gone the next. I mean, what, what is that? I mean, mm-hmm. it seemed like the old ideas just weren't good enough. So, so, oh, I see what you mean. Okay, all right. So it's like everything else; it's been, um, you know, blown up, as they say. But, but, what about people who? Uh, now that we're going to talk about ghosts tonight, but you know, who knows? But what about people who like go back to Gettysburg and they see people running around in, you know, Civil War type uniforms and stuff? They seem to be dead guys. Well, that, that, that kind of happened to me on my first case. It wasn't in Gettysburg; it was an abandoned settlement in Northeast Connecticut. Yep. And we were hearing the sounds of daily life from the 18th and 19th century. Uh, we were hearing farm implements and, and ox carts and things. And the first question that arose was, we being myself and several other seminarians, this is what eventually got me thrown out of the seminary was researching this stuff. Okay. Because uh, priests, priests are not trained in this. People think they are, but they're not. So anyway, we're hearing and seeing all these uh, you know, daily life of someone else. And uh, I said, you know, is, is this spirits? I mean, are there spirits of ox carts and dogs mm. barking and metal implements and things? Yes. And uh, I thought maybe this has more to do with time than it does with death. Mm. Uh, or maybe, they, you know, they, they, there's a, a real relationship there. So that started me off on a whole new um, sort of uh, point of view. Yep. And later on, I discussed, and I only talked to him for the first time a few weeks ago, was uh, Jacques Vallée, Dr. Jacques Vallée. Yeah, sure. Yeah, who in the 1950s was talking about 
parallel dimensions, parallel worlds, uh, the multiverse theory that yep. was uh, still developing at that point. And I think that, that that is what explains what's going on. And um, I've had, in my last book, uh, published 2019, I was uh, uh, writing some things. I hated writing that book. Join <laughs> the club. Yeah. I didn't want to remember. And I'm always advising people, you know, don't do the medium thing. It's 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 uh, outrageously dangerous. You have no idea what you're really talking to. Okay. And uh, it sounds, and with some of the things I was relating, it sounded as though I'm doing it myself. So that's why I don't like writing. Mm-hmm. But in any case, yeah, I, I, I didn't think uh, uh, dead people had anything to do with it. I don't think there is any such thing as death. We don't even use the term. We use the term translation, which is okay. rather ancient uh, approach. So, uh, yeah, I believe in ghosts, but I don't think they're dead people. That's interesting because um, that's a very interesting way of looking at it because there are there are other instances of um, just different kind of paranormal stuff that, you know, if you factor in that whole thing, like, you know, I always think of like two universes, you know, coming up close to each other and one might expand into the other and they're different, they're like us, but it's a different time, different place, different everything because there's, in theory, there's a infinite number of universes, so... Yeah, who knows what you're bumping up against, you know? Yeah, I mean, we, we could be all wrong about this, but this is what we've seen. And I'll go you one better, Mac. Okay. There seem to be many, many versions of ourselves. Yes. Uh, in these universes, and many different laws of physics. And uh, I think that that when we have guardian angel experiences, it could be us being our own guardian angel because it's all it's all mm. it's all one big us. All, that's all not good though. Yes. All right. And, mm-hmm. uh, so I think I think that that's. Uh, one possibility uh, that, that we uh, are in, uh, you know, the the, uh, the the new age people will use uh, without, you know, with, with respect to them. Uh, I think pursuing, yeah, but I mean, I think you know, pursuing spirituality and knowledge is not a bad thing. Raven, so, can- they, they might use the term, you know, higher self or this sort of thing, and that that actually <laughs> may be legitimate in the sense of uh, us in worlds. Uh, and I've encountered people in worlds where it's not considered unusual to talk to the neighbors. Yes, one fellow mentioned, and uh, or neighbor as he pronounced it, his uh, syllables were all wrong, and some of the words I didn't understand. But anyway, that's a long story. But okay, I mean, I just, I, I just wanted to ask Raven something. Now, Raven, uh, did you put your hands in your your fingers in your ears when you said "new age, new age people"? You're kind of new agey, aren't oh, you? No, I respect you. Yeah. Well, let's see. I know. Let's see. She, she, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> there you go. Okay, Paul. <laughs> Good work. So kind uh, of new age, I guess. I don't know. I'm an old soul, so she's an old soul. She's an old soul in an 18 year old body. We'll cut that out. In your lives, you're already living uh, in uh, wiser worlds, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So you're it, connected, right? That would yeah. Be our point of view. You know, um, I, I mean, I, I I use this example all the time. I'll use another one. I used to take a train all the way, all the time from Albany to New York City, right? Right along the Hudson River. And if you've ever done it, there's lots of ducks, lots of ducks right along the water, right? So as the train would go by, you'd see them, they'd fly out onto the Hudson River and they'd leave these trails and it looked kind of spectacular sometimes if there was lots of them. Well, they do that because the train goes by. And then when the train disappears, they can just go back to where they were. They have no idea what a train is, uh, people on a train or anything like that. They just react to something that happens in their life and then they go back to their normal thing and it's kind of like the same thing with you know when when we run into something that's paranormal or ufos especially you know it's like maybe we are like the duck the duck can't understand what a train is maybe we can't understand what all this stuff is you know what i mean we're not on that we're not on that level yet 
Well, yeah, probably not. Uh, but but I've met some pretty intelligent ducks, Mac. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, hang on. Yeah. What, 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 wow, that's a long story for a duck joke. Go ahead, go please. One of one of the uh, analogies that I like to use is that of a book. All right, your ordinary book. You open it up. You get chapter one, and you read it all the way through to chapter twenty-five. Okay. Well, you're on chapter 15, and chapter one is still there. You just don't see it. You okay. can uh, turn back to it. There are ways to turn forward, but you, you're really kind of going sideways. And any, uh, I know a physicist who works on time issues, and he said, you know, you don't go back and forth in time. You go sideways. Interesting. And th this is the uh, the quantum principle that all time, and, and that really comes from the, the special relativity theory of Einstein, that yep. all time is, is um, coexistent. All time is simultaneous. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It does wonders for the ideas of reincarnation. Yeah. But, uh, yeah parallel lives instead of past lives. We have big fans of. You know, there's a, there's some uh, PBS series. Juan Juan Zia just picked up. Um, I, I guess the guy's name. He's a he's a physicist. His name is Green something. Joe Green. You know, but he very simply explains how as you just said, all time just is happening. Okay. And we're when it, this whole idea of looking back at time is really kind of an illusion in our heads. And, and I can't explain it now, but he explains it very, very simply. And you go, wow, yeah, that's right. You know, and you know, but, but we, but this, this has to be the way it's been, it's, it's meant to be in, in, you know, the creator's dream, right. That, you know, we don't know what death is for some reason. We don't know what death is for some reason, you know, we have in our head that time moves forward. You know, time moves forward. We grow older, you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to bite into the fact that hey, it's all happening at once. But yet it is. Well, this all comes up, uh, especially when I'm on, you know, re really uh, like coast to coast or something. People call in in the last hour, half hour, and um, they find out that I have seminary experience and theological training. And they, they always blame me for not embracing their religious beliefs. OK. And um you know, I'll, I'll hear a Catholic talking about their their their, their beliefs, and, and it's it's all wrong. And as someone who studied theology, I can see they, they accuse me of heresy. All but, right. but having said that, I can see heresy after heresy after heresy. What they're saying, all right. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's all relevant. So, Paul, uh, yeah. Excuse me. How about uh, Ouija boards, parallel universe? Do you have any uh, thoughts about the use of Ouija boards? Yeah, quite a few because I've had about 60, 65 percent of cases particularly involving young people that I've had over the last 51 years or so, have uh, started with kids using Ouija board, which is not oh. a game. I've, I've been after Milton, uh, who, I forget, is it Hasbro now has the, the rights to it. I was after Milton Bradley for years, you know, like they're going to listen to me, uh, asking him to take it off the market. And um, it, it's like, I, I use the, the, the analogy, okay, you, you want to meet your new neighbor, okay? You want to see who's in the next house. Yep. You take a backhoe or a bulldozer, you're going to knock down their living room wall. That's not how you meet people, okay? okay. Yes. They're probably going to come out with a shotgun, all right? Yes. Uh, or they're hostile in the first place. Yes. Uh, it's, it's far better to, uh, well, I, I do it very passively when I've had these experiences that I didn't want to write about. Okay. Ouija boards, um, and a dear friend, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, uh, yes. we, were, we agreed on two things. We were great friends, and it was Tuesday, okay? Uh but, but other than that, uh, you know, she, she thought Ouija boards that could work, not not just work, but be, be a good idea. Now, we would go round and round about that. Yep. And I said, you know, you can stand in the middle of a highway. Maybe you'll get hit by the Mack truck. Maybe you won't. Mack truck. Probably you will. So it's not worth even taking the chance. There are far better ways to communicate Yes. Uh, if, if you want to, and maybe you shouldn't want to in some cases. 
Well, right? speaking of coast to coast, you probably recall Art Bell was horrified of Ouija boards. Yeah. Was he really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone yeah. Had, yeah. Bad, he had a bad he, experience he, with one, yeah. I think. Yeah, he really? said that it brought in evil spirits, you know, or whatever. And uh, not just he you, Raven. always ruled against Ouija boards. If you ever mentioned a Ouija board, boy, he would go on and on telling you, throw it away. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. But, 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 but we know it just happens that we know the guy who runs the company that makes Ouija boards, Phil O'Veins. Oh, yeah. He's on okay. all the time, you know? And, and yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. And, and, uh, but he just happens to own great. this company, and 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 you know, I mean, it's it's a mass-produced product. Why would this unbelievable type of uh, you know thing be happening with with something that you know they make in South Korea by the millions? Well, it's all about money. Yeah, no, but why would that be the gateway to this unbelievable, fantastic thing? You know. Well, I mean, you're using a sledgehammer technique mm -hmm. to. Break down what a physicist might call the membranes or brains, B-R-A-N-E-S. Yes, right. Yeah, right. Yep. yep. Diversal worlds. Okay. Yes. That's, that's, that's our point of view. And that and works. It's over there. You just don't know. And right. the, uh, the, the the caveat here is, is that parasites, as we call them. Go ahead. Right? We called them demons when I was in the seminary. Yes. The parasites, uh, energy parasites they've been called, uh, are very likely to come through because they're hungry. And you're hungry. ringing the dinner bell. Uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 I could see that maybe something like if you, um, you know, if you if you're doing a Ouija board, and I haven't done one in, you know, I don't think even ever, but maybe if you have four people concentrating on the same thing, maybe that has something to do with, you know, ripping the brain or something, you know? Oh yeah, I think so too. Yeah, it, it's it's a cooperative effort. Okay, uh, you know, paranormal events, uh, including that, don't don't just happen to you. You don't just sit there like a lump and these things happen. Yes. Uh, you, you participate in the experience. I mean, uh, I'm of the opinion that when you have a major experience, like, for example, when, when I had a Bigfoot encounter in 2016, it's like there happened their world and, and happened ours. And okay. I was the same. What the happened same there real quick? Tell us that story real quick, please. Where were you? Uh, I was in, that, on a, in a field in Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, we just started. It was our first year working on the Pennsylvania Triangle case, as we call it. Near okay. Dubois. And uh, we had gotten some bizarre uh, lights in the sky on uh, camera uh, the previous May. And, that, and, you know, after all these years, the G Paul, things are not going to happen the way you expect. I had all the cameras set up uh, looking at the sky. And so, what the, year was that? 2016, September 16, okay. 2016. Okay. And just uh, to my right, I was sitting in my pickup truck at the top of a hill, you know, nothing around. And I, I could see in, in the brilliant moonlight these huge legs moving up and down and a tall figure like eight feet tall or so we figured the next day head bowed as if looking for something and then um you know i, I couldn't see uh i took a picture with the infrared camera through the cold closed passenger side window so no heat signature i went to get out and um my phone rings and the uh my, my ringtone was the uh, theme from lord of the rings that goes blasting out over the field so naturally there was you know took off it was my wife, closest I ever came to divorce. And I said, I'm in the middle of a Bigfoot sighting, in the middle of the night, middle of Pennsylvania. And so I shut the phone off from now on, Paul. And the next step, within five minutes, I saw lights up in a tree. And uh, they, they looked like ordinary flashlights. So um, the next day, uh, Shane Searway and I, who was was with me, we, we uh, saw the, there were a line of, um, of grass pushed aside, but hard ground, so no track, but something on two legs had walked through there. And then apparently turned back toward the woods, probably when my wife called. 
And uh, the, the uh, neighborhood meeting we had that night, uh, everybody comes who has experiences in this area, Stranger Lights, Bigfoot, almost everybody in the area has had these experiences. Um, I mentioned the lights in the tree and a hand went up. It was a woman named Melissa who lived on the other side of the field from where I was. Hmm. She had come home from the store with her son and they heard something big moving through that field while I was seeing it. And she said, that was them. The people are, are used to this. They went up. I said, what are you shining lights into the tree for? Because sometimes they're in the trees. So that's that story. Hey, listen, Paul. So listen, what are you doing these days? You mentioned a book that you didn't like to write a couple of years ago. What's the name of the book? Oh, that's the I just happened to have one here. It's, oh, there you uh, go. Radio uh, show, but okay, radio yeah, show. That's all right. Dancing was, past the graveyard. Dancing past the graveyard. Dancing yeah. past the graveyard. Wow. Yeah. That's got and good cover a, art too. Yeah, nice. Yeah, they, uh, people comment on that. Pulled some title, wow. Poltergeist, Parasites, Parallel Worlds, and God. Wow. How many books have you written? Uh, well, it's about 10 right now, including really? two on history. Hey, listen, wow. what happened? We got like two minutes left. The Exeter UFO Festival. What happened? Unfortunately, uh, the town of Exeter uh, kind of you know, said that you really can't have a lot of people there, which of course defeats the purpose because it's a charity event. Okay, so but do you think it will happen uh, next year? You know, well, is, is it? Di- so. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. had we had yeah. fun the time we were there. Wonderful even though, event. Even event though a fight broke out in the audience when we were addressing the, <laughs> the crowd, but that's well, okay. Go easier, Mac. Okay, what? What happened? All right. That was fun. That was fun. We had a good time. We had a good time there. Uh, Paul, Paulino, thank you. How can people, you know, uh, get a hold of you and see what you're up to? Uh, BehindTheParanormal.com. That, that's the a place to start. Okay. All right. And how's uh, number one son doing, Ben? Well, actually, he's number two son. Oh, I'm he's sorry. He's doing fine. Uh, his beard looks wonderful. Um, oh, that's all you need. He debut on the Travel Channel on September with the documentary on Ed Lorraine Warren. And uh, he's doing very well. Just wow. he and his wife just bought a house in Douglas, Mass. Oh, so nice. Doing the show every week. Yep. Yeah, cool. All right, it's great. Great. Hey, Paul, we'll talk to you soon, okay, give, buddy? Give him our best. All right. Give him a round of applause, please. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you, Father, but thank you, Paul. <laughs> oh, almost, Father. <laughs> <laughs> almost, Father. Okay. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, listen, you're listening to Mac Money's Milter Extra Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. I was in the hospital with my son for 18 months. When he got injured, I wasn't prepared, but I knew I had to be strong. When I was told about John's injury, I was in complete shock. I just remember rushing into his room and giving him a big hug and letting him know I was there. These veterans and families are just a few of the heroes we serve at Homes for Our Troops. For thousands of severely injured veterans, everyday life is filled with barriers. It was really the the little things throughout the house. Counters that you can't roll up to. I had to drag my wheelchair down steps. I want to help, but he is so determined. At Homes for Our Troops, we build specially adapted custom homes with features like wheelchair access, roll-in showers, and automatic door openers that allow them to function independently and focus on their recovery and family. This house is freedom. It's hope. It's a new beginning. This house has given me my family back. To learn more, visit hfotusa.org.
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Middle Tracks. I'll show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney with a show we have for you tonight. Let me introduce the members of the gang slash posse real quick, girls. Uh, very famous JJ is here. I'm here with a pocket full of wet ones in case anybody needs them. How's it going, Mac? <laughs> oh. Huh? That's this is a Broadway right. show. Yeah. Pocket full of wet ones. You bet. Let's throw that together. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, uh, no Coco tonight, girls, and all the way up the age range. He's protecting that country secret mission. Switchblade Steve is here, Switchy. His mic is muted. I can see the little cartoon. Your mic is muted, Switchy. What's the Great internet? to be here. I, when yeah. I said great to be here the first time, it sounded perfect. Yeah, you were, mm-hmm. pan- you were pantomiming it, though. Yeah. Yeah, yes. It was good. I had Frosted Flakes the other day, by the way. I had wow. a bowl of Frosted Flakes. Yep. It's pretty good, isn't it? I mean, every once in a while to have a, a, a heaping bowl of sugar frosted flakes. Yep. Now, once I got too much milk on it. Uh, yes, I, that's what I oh, usually do. Man, yep. you got you got yeah. There's so much better if you put just the right amount of milk. No, on it, right. So they that's stay nice and like, crispy. Like they're almost. Up on that. That's right. No. Eat it like she they're likes, almost dry, but stuff. you just got enough milk to moisten it up a little bit. Don't dry, You don't have the frosted no. flakes floating no. in milk. I put a lot of milk in. Uh, I was like I passed the bombing and it was good. That's how I eat my raisin bran. You got to put on more frosted flakes. Well, that happened to him. Yeah. Uh, our security chief, uh, Willie Club is here. Willie. Hi, Mac. Hi, folks. It's hey, great what, to be here. What's your favorite Thanks, breakfast uh, cereal? Okay. What do I have for breakfast? Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite cereal? Uh, pizza. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did. I, uh, Freaking club. Right. I love you pizza for breakfast. such a rebel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pizza's so great. bad. That's the first thing you had. I, I, I've had pizza at 8.30 in the morning and stuff, but I've had breakfast before, but nah. my hat's off to you. I can go oh, with well, the pizza. Yeah, I'd like, it wakes me up. I don't know what it is. Yeah, well, it's coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, that lovely uh, Matthew hand, that lilt, is our favorite good with Raven. Raven, how are you tonight? Hi, my friends. I'm Hello, so good. Raven. Thank you for having me. Good. good. Oh, she got boy. a cannoli worth of hair cut off, and yet mm-hmm. she still has the bun. Okay, and, show, um, show me how long's a cannoli. Show me on the screen. But that long. All right, one, one. Okay, come on. We're <laughs> a radio show. Like a regular cannoli is, I thought it was like four inches, three inches? Yeah, oh, that's be, one. might be longer than yeah, that. Well, <laughs> come on, let's go. <laughs> I got yeah. this much hair cut off. Uh, okay, all okay. right. A yeah. cell phone length of hair. A cell phone, okay. However much that is. All right. Looks to be about seven inches to me. Who knows? Still long, though. Wow. Okay. Good hair. But the, the, the hair looks good. The hair is really uh, rocking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If anything, you, you look... Yeah, it uh, feels so much better. <laughs> and I hate to say this, we may have to cut this up, but she looks even a little bit younger, guys. Don't you think? Don't you think she, she looks... She's, or shouldn't I looks say Looks younger every week. I don't know if it's the lighting or what. Point. I don't even know how old I could look. She always looks good. I don't know. She right, yeah. She yeah. out of the shower. <laughs> <laughs> That Maybe was because we, I was stress sweating from the from the other show I I guessed it on. I was she, so sweaty from it. it was really? So yeah. She was so nervous. Her first guest appearance on another show. She was today. using that uh, package yeah, of like wet ones I gave her. Yeah. Then now that's now we know what they're for. I, sh- I should have gotten the friggin' wet wipes. Wet ones. Wet wipes. A pocket full wet of wet ones. ones. I can wet see wipes. that on Broadway, man. Come on, open with a big dance number. <laughs> right itself. Anyway, it does write itself. Well, listen, someone uh, we started talking the other day about. Well, we we, we had a discussion about Fatima, and um, you know, real quick, 
when you look at what happened to Fatima through religious eyes, uh, you know, and there's a lot of proof kind of leading to this, um, that, um, you know, some kind of a vision and apparition uh, appeared uh, first to three kids and then a year later, literally tens of thousands of people. Um, you know, and there was a religious bent to it and this, you know, figure, uh, you know, identified themselves as the um, mother of Christ, the Blessed Virgin Mary, the BVM, if you know her intimately. Yeah. And um, there's lots and lots of instances where, you know, she has appeared to people and they're not ghost stories because it, they don't work like ghost stories. I mean, um, uh, in, in a lot of cases, uh, she comes back on a regular schedule and people see her and people right. react to what's going on. So anyway, they're called Marian apparitions. And Fatima is probably the most famous. Lords is another one. Guadalupe uh, one is another Medi one. Medigori, Yugoslavia, um, you know, back in the 80s and 90s. You look into them, they're always very, very strange what's happening. And and like I said, multiple witnesses and, and you know, these apparitions stick to a schedule. It's very strange. Anyway, we know that, um, that that club and Raven are big fans of this kind of stuff. So they've had a mashup. And now we're going to hear it. Marion Apparitions. Yeah, Mac, uh, Raven and I have done extensive research on this. So I think we've, uh, we know uh, quite a bit about uh, the apparitions that uh, come out. You know, as you mentioned, the Marion Apparition, it's a, uh, it's a reported supernatural appearance. And most of these do uh, tend to be religious, uh, mainly uh, Catholic, but there are uh, visions that were also uh, indicated by other religions, for example, the Mormons. Uh, the, uh, the founder, uh, Joseph Smith of the Mormons, had claimed he had visions of Jesus. And uh, there are other situations where uh, other religions have had some, but not to the extent that the, uh, the Blessed Virgin uh, has appeared uh, to a lot of uh, Catholics, and particularly mm -hmm. large groups. Right. You know, right now there's been actually eight of the uh, 11 apparitions uh, have been approved. And basically what that is, a bishop will, uh, will have to, uh, you know, witness it or get enough facts to, to approve it. And mm -hmm. eventually it does go to the Vatican also, although a bishop has the power to approve it. But if the Vatican also approves it, then that, that's really a big deal. And, and uh, some of those has happened, like you mentioned Fatima, which is probably the most famous. Mm -hmm. um, before I switch to, um, to Raven, I just uh, I thought I'd quickly go over one of them that uh, is pretty popular. It's called the um, Our Lady uh, of Guadalupe. Yes. And uh, that occurred uh, in Mexico back in the 16th century, 1531 to be exact. And the Lady of Guadalupe is known as the... Uh, patron saint of Mexico and of uh, the Americas. And anyways, uh, briefly, uh, she uh, came to uh, uh, the vision to uh, Juan Diego, um, who was a uh, individual out there in Mexico. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, she came to him at a mountain and she instructed him that uh, she wanted him to go back to the bishop and request that they build a uh, church on that mountain. Okay. And uh, so what he did, she, uh, she actually, to help him prove to the uh, bishop that this was for real, you might say, she had him pick a bunch of flowers up on the hill that doesn't grow flowers. It's a Castilian roses that weren't even in season. So anyways, he went, picked the flowers, went in and started to tell the bishop. And as soon as the bishop saw those flowers, 
he knew right away that there was something to this. Wow. And uh, so anyways, the long and short of it is uh, he did approve having the church built. And today that church is still there and it's visited every year by millions of pilgrims from all around the world. And in fact, as a result, uh, Juan Diego was named a saint many years later. And that, that mm -hmm. is common for some of the people that involved. So, so that's my story about uh, Guadalupe. It's, it's quite an interesting uh, thing. In right, Raven. right. Raven. Yeah, um, so I decided to look deeper into, um, Zaytou I believe it's pronounced Zaytun, Egypt. I'm so okay. sorry if I'm not pronouncing this right. Um, and my uh, overview, um, I'm starting April 2nd of 1968, and this goes until May 29th of 1971. And this apparition uh, was actually seen about two to three times a week um, during this time frame. Mm. Um, sometimes it would be for a few minutes, and other times it was reported to be up to eight hours. Um, Zotan, Zotan. Um, it was alleged that this was one of the locations that the Holy Family stopped uh, while they were fleeing King Harold, Her Herod's yeah, Herod. murder streak. Yes. Herod. Yep. Yes. <laughs> um, so the uh, Blessed Virgin Mary was witnessed by hundreds of thousands of people, and this was from all so all different religious backgrounds. I um, remember Catholics. This. Yes. Yeah, you had Catholics, Muslims, Protestants, Jews, Christians, you had everyone. You had believers, non-believers. So because there was such a diverse group of people that were witnessing this, right. it was kind of hard to ignore. Mm -hmm. um, witnesses described seeing this apparition often holding an olive branch or a cross. Um, she was also seen moving throughout the church domes, um, bowing before the cross, or sometimes people did report that she uh, was blessing onlookers. Mm. Wow. Um, witnesses also reported she would be like almost in a frame. And they said that she had what appeared to be a, a crown of light bulbs or, or a halo. Okay. But this is where you can clearly see people who didn't have a religious background, mm -hmm. didn't know what else to call that. So yes. that's like, that's a good way of connecting those dots. Right. Um, it was also reported uh, luminous doves would hover around this apparition. Luminous and doves, yes. Luminous doves. And okay. doves don't fly at night, famously. Okay. Um, and they were reported to be seen before, during, and after people witnessed uh, these visions. Would she so this show was up going on for quite a while. Same place, same time, same place. Same place, same time. Wow, that's what they all do. That is. I watched that's... a YouTube video, and it, it's it's wild what, what they looked. At. It was yes. crazy, especially in the sixties and seventies. You yes. don't expect to see anything like that. See, no, um, so, go ahead, please. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, <laughs> it, it, I, I remember it happening, and I remember seeing it like on the news one night. But mm -hmm. that's all I saw about it. And you would think that that would be a bigger story if you know tens of thousands of people are showing up to see this vision, and they're, they're and it's multi religion, you know, it's not, yeah. It's I mean, that's and that's, they they said that. that? Uh, I know. And they said that um, it was it was estimated, estimated. We've, so we really don't know. But they did say it could have been as many as 14 million people had witnessed this. I think that's a little much, but um, a lot of people saw it. Yes, right. Um, and there were also reports that people would smell a strong um, scent of uh, incense okay. um, while this was happening. 
mm-hmm. um, which is very um, similar to the opposite of that, which is when when there's like a demon, you smell sulfur. Yeah, right. So yeah. This is yeah. like a saint version, so you smell incense. So I I liked that, so I wanted to include that. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, the <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Uh, they would also start appearing. Um, it would start as a small ball of light, and then it would eventually materialize, taking on the full form of the Virgin Mary. Okay. Um, and it was also accompanied by blankets of shooting stars and flashing lights. So this nice. was like a, a whole show that was a going light on. Show. It's a light show. Yep. Correct. Um, they did also in one of the interviews I watched, they interviewed um a doctor. Her name is Dr. Venice Khalil, I okay. believe. And yes. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. And she witnessed this and could not give any explanation through science or medicine what she was witnessing. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, which I love that because now you're seeing it from here's somebody witnessing it from religion, from somebody who's a believer or a non-believer and now you have science and there's right. there's no way of of knowing what you're looking at uh, um one one has just passed me a note ever is mary hot i mean i feel like she's like maybe um a bit of like a like a, a four maybe a four yeah a four. i feel like uh shouldn't, who she, was be a, the, shouldn't she be who a was, 10 no. Who was the bad one? Mother oh. Teresa? Was she the was she the one with sass? Who was the one with sass? <laughs> Mother Teresa. That craven. Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. yeah, I maybe she's a 10. I don't know. Okay. She's well, always but, in but, frumpy yeah. frumpy uh, sheets. <laughs> well, no so, miracles for you. No, really. Yeah, yeah we're lost. Um, hey, listen. Can I just throw in a question and then you? you I, can I got a question. Off. I got a question. Question. How, okay, uh, go ahead. How, you go for it. How, how, how do you fake something like this? Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. How do you? How can you possibly fake something like this? Where you can't. Uh, all these people see this see, thing. That's you, the thing, uh, especially in that time frame. You didn't have things yes. that could project onto buildings no. like you do now. You yeah. don't have. You know, you don't have the special like effects that Pink Floyd had when yes. they're in their concerts. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It, it almost sounds like a rock concert, but to put on something like that, you'd take you'd take a you know, hundred people and all kinds of yeah. you know projectors and stuff. Like but that. the way it like it wasn't it was like hovering above this church. It wasn't like mm-hmm. it was um, being displayed on like the church wall. It was like above it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there was absolutely a form. It's it's very strange to watch it. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I got to go on YouTube. No, in Fatima. You know, and when you talk of witnesses, and that's, I'm sorry, one. Yep. Well, I was Fat- going to mention Fatima because there were thirty thousand yes witnesses at one of the sightings. Right. You know, right. The, the thing with uh, a lot of these apparitions, though, is that she did speak to certain people, like right. Fatima. You know, the three. Children. The rest of them couldn't hear yep. a thing. She had these three miracles. children could could hear everything. Yep. Yeah, and then the, yeah, the, that's that's the one that a lot of people question because, you know, the thirty, the throngs didn't hear any of that, so those kind of uh, things where there was a, you know, a conversation with limited number of people, only like certain children, people. right? But but she had those, you know, and that a lot of people do believe that because of the miracles and the predictions that were made, but. Uh, but clearly, as Raven said, you know, there are witnesses there. Mm-hmm. But whether or not anyone ever 
heard her was, you know, questionable, except for those people that she specifically uh, ordained you know, to be to. the listeners. The, yeah. the, uh, Correct. It's the same thing in Medjugorje, okay, in Yugoslavia. These kids in a, in a church way up in the mountains, who knows where, saw the BBM up here, and she came back on regular schedule, but she would only talk to them. They would talk, to, you could hear them talking to her, but it was almost like they were in a conversation with a person. Right. But the strange thing is, is that this church would be full of people, and the moment that these kids thought she appeared, they would hit their knees immediately. You could not choreograph it better. They just boom went down. And and when you see how they react, you're saying they, they've got to be doing something. Go ahead, Nikos. Yeah, and the priests, uh, the local priests, I think, were skeptical at first, and they they thought that uh, the the kids, I think, were pulling something over on them or whatever. The, the, yes, right. Yeah, the, a they weren't convinced right away either. Yeah. That, but the right. the punctuality. You know, the problem the, I have with the t with the shows, I'm sorry, with the movies is that, for example, the latest one in Fatima, uh, the priest was played by Javi Keitel. Oh yeah, oh, man, yeah. I had yeah. trouble with that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Okay. Listen, yeah, the I worst thing movie. I ever saw. There's a movie called Joan of Arc. Okay, and that girl who, uh, I mean, that actress name, I think her name is Erin. Rokovich or something like that, or is that the uh, do good of there? Anyway, that's, that's uh, the name of a character. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Yeah, yeah. But but. You're talking about Julia Roberts. No, 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 no. This is, this this girl could act. She's in a lot of action movies. She's almost like um. She's a uh, foreign, she's like foreign an actress, star. isn't she? Foreign name. Uh, Mila yeah, yes. That's yeah. her. That's yeah. her. Yes. Yeah. Mila. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she's right. in. She does this movie, and she stars as Jonah I. And the first mm -hmm. two thirds of this movie is unbelievable. Okay, I mean they are. Uh, twists and turns in it and she's insane they kept winning these battles that they shouldn't win right. and you start to believe that you know maybe she's got something going with god but then they capture her and she then gets into conversations with god and who do they have playing god ready dustin hoffman Oh. Dustin Hoffman. Oh, Tootsie. What I mean, the I fucking love him, but like, really? God? Not as God. Uh, Not as God. Haven't First seen of all, God would be taller. <laughs> a lot taller. Oh, man. And and after that, I just tuned it out. And she does such a great job. You should see it. it, it oh, my God. It's a very she's elaborate movie. It's really. She's so pretty. I yeah. Can't. Yeah. And she's good in that. She is so good in it. And there's one point where her entire army is running away, and they should be running away. And she drives up and she goes, no, go this way. And everyone like kind of turns around and they go, oh, man, we got to follow her again. And no. then they go win the battle. Uh, it's, it's nuts. It really is a great movie until Dusty shows up. <laughs> so let me ask you this real quick. Okay. Um, so these things happen. And if you see them on YouTube, then you know, you know that they're not you know, mass hallucinations because that'd be hard to pick up on film. But, it, but it's almost impossible, like we were talking about, stuff. it's almost impossible to take the religious element out of it because if you take the religious element of it, it's still very strange. You know, it's not a ghost. It's a, it, it, it's a vision that shows up on mm -hmm. time and affects millions of people. You know, um, what else can it be? It, it, it can't be some ET pranking us, man, because that's, it's a really, it's a bad joke if that's the question. So that must mean it almost le leads credence to this whole Catholic Christian thing, you know? Yeah. Well, there are atheists who are, were in the audience at some of these things mm -hmm. who uh, are believers after that. So, yes. you know, so you're right about it not actually being a religious thing at times. But. Right. So uh, how much time we get there, Nikos? Uh, let's see. We got uh, tons of time. How much time do you want? 
Tons of time. Yeah. Okay. Good to hear. Yeah, figure it out. But uh, now the the Our Lady of Lords. Okay, and you have some of the water, yeah. don't you? But, so that's like a spring where she said, uh, you know, she told these kids the water from the spring is going to, you know, help you or whatever. Like it's magic water. But man, I know so many people that, that and that might be, you know, mind over matter. There you go. Right there. Lord's water. He's got it. I know people who have it's changed their lives. I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that might be it might be mind over matter. It might be almost like the um, placebo effect or something, but mm-hmm. it has changed. Just people I kind of know, you know. So anyway, so that's a strange thing too. It's like the the vision, this this religious vision, actually giving us a tool that goes I, and helps lots of people, you know. Odd. I feel like, um, sorry, I feel like a lot of see because I'm I'm not religious at all, but to me, this is something that can't be ignored, whether it's through a sorry. certain faith or not. I mean, that's that's not up to me. I just feel like it's more of a sign that's coming to us that there's something that we need to pay attention to, or there's there's a big change that you know really needs our our, our attention. Our um, attention. Yeah. But yeah, but what are they trying to tell us though? I mean, it, it there's only there's a lot of parallels to the whole UFO thing, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Where people land and they tell us, right, Switchy? I can see a nod. Well, there's a, a couple of cases, and maybe you guys are going to talk about it, so I, I won't get into them heavily. But there's the Knock Ireland one. Jacques Vallée mentions this in Passport to Magonia. Uh, a club is, is, is nodding his head. Yes. That's an interesting one. And then there's another one, which uh, I'm not sure of the location, but it takes place in France. I think two sheep herders, brother and sister, mm-hmm. see a glowing light or almost an egg-shaped object or something in a ravine with a door. And they see the woman inside weeping. They have a conversation with it, but I think uh, Club might be wanting to say something about the Knock Ireland one. Well, uh, it's not it's not a big uh, deal like uh, Fatima and those, but there there right. was uh, a connection there that again involved a, a number of witnesses. And, and by the way, it was in the 1800s, so you're not going to find some kind of high tech gadgetry. And right. correct me if I'm wrong, but right. wasn't didn't they so see what they thought were the Virgin Mary and maybe John the Baptist and Joseph? Three, there were three individuals out there, I think. The three I, of them. I don't recall, uh, you know, who else. But, but I remember a, a woman uh, was was overwhelmed with a vision, and it was raining. And, and right where they were, the rain didn't uh, didn't hit the ground. But she tried to embrace uh, the feet of Mary, and it went just it went right through it like it was a just an image. Right. But, wow. Uh, but you're right. Oh, uh, clubs yeah. right there. There's a lot of people that saw this over a period of several they- hours. Didn't they build an airport near there just to bring the tourists into the? Isn't there a new airport in Ireland near Knock? Or am I thinking of someplace else? I don't know. Don't know. Yeah. Okay. I've been was, over there. I always go into Dublin. So. You? How many times have you been to Ireland, Dad? I've oh. been there twice. Twice, yeah. Well, we're looking nice. at a house there now, so. You're kidding me. A yeah, house that's that why we we're you, moving. Yeah, we. Yeah, we're do you guys there. need like a totally dysfunctional adult daughter? Because <laughs> I have an and applicant. Son? And well, son, no, I'm I'm dysfunctional. There's one one's enough. <laughs> okay, all in the family. <laughs> wow. So is it? Is, so That's what? So, so you're you're going to move? To, you think at some point you're thinking of moving to Ireland or buying a house there, right? Well, I've applied for citizenship. Really? And, well, because of my my grandfather. But right. yes, we're looking for a, to live there for six months of the year. Okay. And then uh, live here for the other six months. The sunny six nice. months. Yes, of course. <laughs> 
Wow, that's crazy. That's fantastic. I, I still have relatives in Ireland, believe it or not. You know, and my uh, I do too. They're all underground. Yeah, two. The, whoa, whoa, whoa. My two, my father's grandparents, my father's mother and father were from Ireland, and then my mother's grandfather and great grandfather were from Ireland. Great grandmother, I mean. So you know, I'm 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 right there. So I can uh, I can connect on this uh, dual citizenship. I'm asking you. Claudia. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were telling me. No. It has to be your grandfather. Yes. Or grandmother. Covered. covered. Yeah, because then your father was automatically an Irish citizen if his father was. Okay. But it took me a long time to put all that paperwork together and submit it. It yes. has been on hold because of the over there. They've been sure. immigrations down. But anyways, that's... that's, uh, that's See, a, a real quick funny story. You know, when, when Agent X would go through his security clearances... At one point, they made him give up his Irish citizenship, dual citizenship. That's right. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Oh, because of oh, because of his clearances. Right. That's right. Yeah. Right. And he finally got it back. But that's at one point it was it was that strict that they would that's do that. That's crazy. Well, yeah. It's that yeah. it's at oh, that yeah. point now. So anyway, Eileen used to work for the passport center, which is part of the State Department, and she had to uh -huh. uh, technically uh, renounce her uh, uh, British citizenship. But she got really, yeah. yeah. See, yeah. it's yeah, uh, it's a formality. But you, I've got the documents. In the come in this country, they had to renounce their British their citizenship to the the king because at that time it was loyalty to the king. They yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Free country then. Yeah, yeah like it makes any difference. You know what I mean? I like, would never makes, give up my American citizenship. Yeah, for yeah, me neither. I'd like to go to Ireland though, you know, because it, it seems like my kind of place. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. is it okay? I want to hang out in all the pubs. Yeah, good. <laughs> no. Why do you say that? How do you know I wouldn't go see the countryside and all the art? Nah, you'd be at the pubs. That's what I'd be too. You would not go no. see all the all the art. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway. That's where so, you'd find me with a Guinness with, with looking at all the art. See, I, I yes, I know uh, you know, I know people from Ireland and I know there's a few things, not that we're gonna get on this, but there's a few things that really, really drive them crazy. And what it is, if you're American and you identify yourself as Irish American, they don't like that. You're American, they're Irish. And never you know, the twain shall meet. Come and visit me. us anytime mm -hmm. you want. I've never heard that. Yeah. And I've also, I can I see them having an issue with that. No, I've never heard that. Yeah. Well, I would, uh, we'll talk about this off here, but our friend X, his name comes up again, having interviewed by the Irish Times about four years ago. Okay. And they came to my house, took my picture, and asked me six questions about Ireland because I identify myself as an Irish American, because I kind of am. And I got like five of the questions wrong. And, you know, <laughs> two weeks later, I'm a dumb Irish guy, American, all over Ireland. The, the circulation's like about 600,000 people. And there, oh there were me God. on the front cover, you know, dressed like a nerd. Thank you, X. <laughs> so did, did they think anyway, you were a fraud or something? Uh, no, but it, it was like questions like, um, you know, is I hate to say it, but is abortion legal in Ireland? Oh. Hmm. No, I said, like doesn't that. sound it. And they said, oh, yes, it is or something. I don't know. But basically, they came to kind of get the Dumbo Americans. And, you know, here I am. I'll show you that picture sometime. So, wow, <laughs> that's crazy, man. I, I mean, I love these stories, Marion apparitions, because to, to me, you, you know, you always want to think of it. It isn't a ghost story. There's something else going on there. It has these religious connotations. And the fact that this 
vision in Egypt attracted so many people who aren't necessarily Catholics or Christians or anything, and they saw it. What does that mean? What does that, what's it mean? Well, we want to believe in, you know, during times like this, when very difficult times in the world, religion becomes very popular again. Yep. And people want to believe in something particularly like that. Yep. So they say that a lot of these sites now that they expect tourism will go up significantly uh, because of troubled times. And it happens during wars and everything else. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we just we want to believe. Even when people think they see the, uh, you know, the profile of Christ, like in their damage window or something, you know what I mean? Or in their toast or something. Yeah. As crazy mm -hmm. as it seems, people come from all over to, to see it. You know, it happened in Milton, Mass., which is near Rochester, where... They had this window and, uh, you know, those double pane windows and when and if air gets in between a moisture, it can make those kind of weird shapes. And it did look, you know, kind of like Christ's face, let's say, you know, people from all over. They had to have cops and stuff directing traffic. And uh, it's, 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 that like really blew up too in like the early 2000s. Because mm -hmm. I remember, not like you guys asked me, but my favorite cereal, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Wait a minute. That's my favorite, too. Shut up. That's not. <laughs> uh, go ahead, please. And I remember everyone was um, reporting that they saw they saw an image, uh, a vision in a Dorito or yes. on a piece of toast. And I remember yeah. there was one that was on a piece of Cinnamon Toast Crunch and somebody's hold it on eBay. And it was like for like five hundred thousand dollars. Really? Like oh, something that was this this big, yes. Yes. little tiny half inch by half inch. And I, I, you wonder, Why? this is in the early 2000s, so are people drumming this up just because they have nothing better to do, whereas- They sold it. I mean, know, yeah, yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean? It's it's just so weird because, you know, back in the, the early, you know, 1900s, nobody was recording that. You couldn't right. see it. You couldn't prove it. Nobody think, was buying something, a piece of cereal for $500,000. Yeah. I think people, I think a lot of it is like club says, people want to believe no matter what it's, it's a lot, it's similar to the UFO community, but frankly, you know, because a lot of people want mm -hmm. to believe that these are aliens who are go looking over us and they're like guiding angels and so on and so forth. All right. But there are people who can take advantage of stuff and, and, and yeah. but you have to hit it at the right time, right place. Like I remember the, I remember the, the toast one and you look at the toast one and you go, well, yeah, I see it, but is this a message from God right. to this or person's host? Purely coincidence. Yes. Uh, are, are you seeing, you know, what you want to see? But that's a big, big difference from you know these things that happen at Fatima and happen. Oh, a hundred percent. It's really that's really nutty that that so many people see the same thing. People film it, you know. And there's images of hundreds of people crowded in watching this so it's it, it just begs that question you know why would somebody go through all this trouble for something that no, wasn't real you, can't. you wouldn't you the, wouldn't the, it's stupid the things that happened at fatima in like in, in 1918 or something you know where the sun came so close to the people in the field that it had just rained and it dried their clothes i mean what is that about you know they saw the sun dance in the sky and that happened in Portugal. And at the time, Portugal had this government that was very anti-Christian, anti-religion. And there was like seven newspaper men there. And five of them were from these 
government newspapers. And even them, even they said, you know, we have to write what happened here. This is crazy. People saw this vision. The sun danced in the sky. There's pictures of it. But what are they trying to tell us? Do you know what I mean? These are these kind of religious messengers. That's what they are. They're religious messengers and a religion that we kind of get right. I mean, we being, you know, the Christian world. Um, what are they trying to tell us? Go ahead, please. Switch. In 1987, I drove down to Fostoria, Ohio, very late at night, probably early in the morning, to go see Jesus on the side of a soybean tank. <laughs> yes. It was all in the news. People were lined up down the road. This guy claimed that Jesus was on the side of a soybean tank surrounded by a couple of children. And so I went down there late at night when there was hardly anybody pulled off on the road. Okay. And I didn't quite see it, but it was kind of fun to go down there anyway, uh -huh. just in case he was really there, just to see if he was there. Any, uh... He could secure that spot in heaven. Right. And yes, I saw you. While, the guy that owned the property, he painted over whatever people were seeing. Painted? Oh, man, he's so going to help. Of people <laughs> lining up on the highway, yes, looking bad. at a soybean tank. Wow. Any uh, marijuana involved in this, Witchy? I didn't think that you felt I, that. I, not with me. Uh, mm -hmm. I can't really. I, I didn't you would really have seen it Anybody else. Uh, and when I was there, there weren't very many people. It was very, very late. Uh -huh. And uh, so, uh, you know. Did you try? Did you try to see it? Did you? Yeah, yeah I, I looked at it for a while and tried to. But it was just kind of a kind of a blotch. I mean, you could you could imagine kind of an outline of Jesus with the long okay. hair and the robe. Yes, the hippie but Jesus. You really had to. It didn't really stand out. It wasn't like an eight by ten glossy uh, that was you know had been uh, framed or anything. Right. Now let's just say he is who he is. Right. Capital H. Yeah, would he really show up on the side of a soybean thing? Well, I, I don't know. I think I might pick a different venue. But you know, okay. uh, who can who can uh, who can decide the will of the divine? Right. Mm -hmm. <coughs> you would think it'd have a better public relations of, handler than that, but uh, yes, it is what it yes. is. If you're going to do it, appear to millions of people in in Egypt near the pyramid or mm -hmm. something. Okay, yeah. or That'd be you perfect. Know, someplace accessible like Fatima or Lourdes. You know, I or, mean, or maybe on that Sony, that Sony screen down in uh, Times Square. I was just about oh, to yeah. say, New York City. Yeah, wow, going why to not? the Golden Gate Bridge and take, like that. take over yeah, there the was video something board. That, yeah. There was actually something at a, um, a convent in Brooklyn years ago where something would show up. But see, th here's another thing, too, is that, you know, the religious messages, only certain people see them. The message is always the same, I'm assuming, right? In peace on earth, you have to pray for peace. Don't they always kind of say that? Isn't that there? That's kind of it, yeah. To always pray, 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 pray. Yeah. Pray, 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 yeah. Yeah, strange, you know? It's strange to say to people who don't really, are not into praying. It almost makes me seem like I should pray. You know what I mean? It's like there's a little bit of evidence that what the Catholic Church says is going on is really going on. And you don't have to take the whole thing on faith, which is what they want you to do. I'm, I'm talking to you, Club, because you are the... Well, you, well, you won't get an argument from me, you know, okay. uh, but uh, I'm a believer. Yeah, okay. Wow. I think deep down crazy, inside, most people crazy are. Crazy story. So, but they want to latch on to some kind of factual or scientific evidence. I mean, the factual evidence seems to be there. Right. The scientific part of it is always like a, a mystery. That's why the, in the Catholic religion, there's always well, scientists the great are and glorious mysteries. Overall, they don't believe in religion. Right. It's, yeah. It'd be hard for scientists to, you know, kind of investigate it because you're right. Scientists, by definition, are atheists. Wow. Interesting. And most governments uh, of these so, countries... Anyway, so uh, think that the it's the people that are trying to overthrow the government by making up these apparitions that there's some greater power 
beyond the government, beyond anybody that's there, and it's it's all a big ploy to overthrow the government. That happened in Fatima. Fatima was a big political thing. They yeah, locked the kids up for a while. Yep. And, you know, it, it got out of control there for a while. Yeah, the the, the family of the kids. Yeah, you know, were... they even put Harvey Keitel in uh, in jail. I think. <laughs> no, so you know what? Now, so what is he? What's he? The mayor of the town? Of oh, the he's bishop? the he's the bishop of this. How, how does he's he get bishop cast at, in that role? It, Who is it? Quentin Tarantino. Direction. <laughs> He's a You'll bishop, and he's listening to on, the on on you know pay per view. He's listening to the story minutes? from this nun who was one of the children right. back in the day that saw the yes. that saw the vision. So she's recounting the story, and I think he's writing a book, right, about it. I'm sure. And uh, oh. the Harvey Keitel the priest character is is interviewing the nun that comes to his parish. And recounts right, the yeah. whole story. Oh, okay. I think he's writing a, a report or a book about it. And uh, you know, at first he's not believing it, but you know, basically, she's all over the story because she was one who of the, the participants. Or who plays the nun? Uh, I forget. I forget. I, know. It up. I, mean, I, I don't think they had anybody on there other than Harvey that you know. Yeah. Wow. He must have been vacationing in France or something. <laughs> <laughs> that it job, was. It was really a good movie, considering that you don't. You only knew it. <laughs> considering how you tell was was in it you didn't really know anybody else in it but uh hey, listen now that we're talking well about done. movies i thought i sent this i'm not sure who i sent it to but uh i was talking off air with someone about alfred hitchcock one one you ready for this sure and <clears throat> someone like brad pitt or somebody went and there was a brad pitt it was someone you know years ago bruce dern bruce dern bruce okay dern. actor he was great. To, he, he was, was great as George. Wasn't he great as George in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes. Bruce Stern. He went to Hitchcock. I'm blind. Said, Can't you, you see I'm blind? Meet, <laughs> he said, can you please meet Steven Spielberg? Uh -huh. Steven Spielberg is, he wants to sit at your feet for five minutes. You are his idol. Oh, you oh, sent really? this to me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. You don't have. Can you find the line real quick? I can do it. I yeah. can probably do it. I have my email pulled up. Hang on. Okay, here we go. Okay, now Just this is Bruce. White Stern. noise in between. Okay. Brewster and goes to Hitchcock. Can you please? Steven Spielberg keeps bugging me to set up a meeting with you. Okay, you're his hero, and if you watch his crummy movies, you know why. <laughs> you know, you're his hero. Please take the time to talk to him. I found it. Okay, and this is what Hitchcock said. Please take the time to chat with you. Okay. Hitchcock wouldn't do it saying, isn't that the boy who made the fish movie? I can never sit down and talk with him because I look at him and I feel like such a whore. <laughs> hey, not a fan. Not a fan. You know, I think it just kind of bolsters my case. Okay. That Steven Spielberg is someone he's made some really good. He's made a few really good movies. Okay. But Schindler's List is a great movie. Great movie. For one reason. Saving Private Ryan, even though there's so many plot holes in it, you know, it looks like a machine gun, is still a good movie because it shows war as it really is or as close That's as right. you can get to it. Okay, Minority Report is also a really good movie. Mm, yeah. um, and a couple others, let's say. But for the most part, he's a guy who makes these movies, these summer blockbusters. You know, Jaws was the first summer blockbuster because it took so long for him to film it. It was supposed to come out at Christmas and it was six months late. It came out in the summer. People see it. They don't want to go in the water. You know, <laughs> but a bang. Perfect storm. Wasn't that filmed in P-Town? Martha's Vineyard. Martha's Vineyard. I was Martha's so close. I you were close. Right off the one. I so, like Jaws. Uh, 
And that documentary he did about that extraterrestrial. And E.T. Okay, we're back to that whole thing. You know, why doesn't E.T. fly at one point? Not another. So anyway, well, thanks for the Marion Apparitions report there, guys. Uh, you know, if we can get uh, this one guest I'm trying to get on, we can do, you know, series, uh, part of a series, two, three. It, it, it fascinates me. You know, it's like a very elaborate ghost story with lots and lots of details and, you know, different nuances showing up, showing up. How do you show up? The same time, same place every month. That's crazy. Hey, we got two minutes. Two minutes. And stigmata. Yeah, mm. stigmata is also very strange. Speaking okay. of movies, there was an old uh, made-for-TV movie with Robert Wagner and Kathleen Quinlan. Mm. She was played somebody that was having the stigmata. Okay, we should explain what the stigmata is. We yes. got two minutes. Stigmata is this thing people are so into religion and, and you know specifically the crucifixion of Christ that they actually get nail wounds on their hands right on their feet you know on on where they say christ was uh you know uh, nailed to the cross and that's very very strange that you actually you know you're whatever is happening you know manifests itself in in a in a physical thing that's really mind over matter <clears throat> so anyway kids you um, think that's mind over matter go ahead it's mind over matter the stigmata yes. phenomenon well, yeah, your your mind I mean, is got... making the cuts in your hands. You oh, know? okay, all right. Mind over matter. Okay. No. All right. Okay. Nikos, listen. Is it time for the plug? Yes, we're running low on time. Time for the plug. Okay, really good report, guys. Man, that's a good show. Thanks. Um, here we go. Homes for our troops. Uh, please Google them. Homes for our troops. They're a military charity that builds homes for Iraqi and also Afghan war victims who may have lost limbs uh, protecting our country. They build these homes so they're, it's a little easier for them to get around. Um, low kitchen surfaces, stuff like that, wider staircases, mm -hmm. wider hallways, things like that, things that make things a little bit easier for them. And then when the house is finished, they give them the keys, rip up the mortgage. It's free. They deserve it. Homes for our troops, 88 cents of your dollar. You know, actually goes to our veterans. Homes for our troops, just Google them, please. Throw them a couple bucks. Awesome. Our, our good friend, Rashad and his mad Englishman friends are putting back together a mosquito warplane from World War II. Isn't it unbelievable? Why won't I can do this without a script? I'm doing it. You're not reading it. It's amazing. Yeah. No, it sounds fantastic. the same every week. Right. Yeah. It's uh, They put together, the British put together a wooden warplane because they ran out of steel. Put two Rolls Royce engines on it. And it turned out to be the fastest thing in the world. But anyway, um, uh, that's the People's Mosquito Project. They're putting this uh, warplane back together. They're going to give rides in it once it's uh, yeah. you know airworthy. One one has volunteered to be the first civilian to take a ride in it without sand's parachute. Exactly. They stay in the biz. Because it probably won't fly and high And you might enough. have to pay for that ride. <laughs> Maybe it won't fly high enough where I would need a parachute and I can just jump out if something was happening. But... Jump, out, jump out over the water? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't you remember Ooh. I guess from about five weeks ago who said just about he, to say, you can't <laughs> jump out over the water. Right. Hitting the water is just he says the only thing different between hitting the water and hitting concrete is that you're wet afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Your body pots. Anyway. Uh so anyway, there's there's our plugs and uh thank you for everyone uh listening uh to us. Um we uh, really pre appreciate the podcast downloads. Uh, you know, we're over sixty thousand, way over sixty thousand now. And also uh, good friends out there on the radio networks. And so this is Mac for the rest of the game. I want to thank Paul Eno for joining us. Also, Larry, kids get off my lawn uh, for joining us for, for a bunch of laughs. 
And uh, Switchy, thank you very much, Switchy. My pleasure. Okay. Uh, Club, thank you very much. My pleasure. Okay. If you need help moving, call Juan Juan. I'll give you his phone number. Okay. All right. Wow. Raven, it's time to say goodbye, Raven. Thanks for yeah. having me. This was so much fun. Love the haircut. Love the haircut. Great. I'm glad. I think it's anonymous. <laughs> it looks terrific. Unanimous. Thank you. Unanimous, anonymous. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. You did your first radio creature. interview today, right? On Madeline Rudy's. Um, I did. No? Yeah. I did. Rumor has it. She's got another one coming up. Really? Rumor has it. Okay. All right. Excellent. Okay. A star is born. <laughs> Dylan and Dylan and back of the limo. Our real fans will know. Or Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. There you go. Yes. And you can wear a dress made of meat. Yes. Thank you. I mean, you I have look that good in my in. closet. So. Really? Okay. Thank you, Raven. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Okay, Wani. Yeah. See you soon. Okay. Yeah, you I bet. Say goodbye to everybody. Thank you, Paulino. And we'll talk to you soon. And uh, this is back for the entire gang. Until next time you hear us. Be safe, be happy, and bye-bye.